the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. So I've been in business for myself now for almost 13 years. During those years, I have absolutely fallen on my face more times than I can count. In fact, when I was writing the outline for this episode, I had to really narrow down the number of stories I was going to share because there were just so many to choose from. And you might be wondering why I'm even sharing any of the embarrassing business mistakes I've made over the years. So let me tell you why. It's not because I'm dying to relive them all. It's because mistakes, falling on your face, embarrassing yourself, whatever you want to call it, these are things every solopreneur has encountered. In fact, it's a given that if you're going to be taking risks and learning something new and putting yourself out there, you're going to have a few hot mess moments. And guess what? You're going to live. So I didn't always have this very mature perspective. If I'm being honest, I've been pretty insecure for most of my life. Back in elementary school, I was not part of the cool girl group. And if you saw me in elementary school, then you'd understand. I had this wild, crazy mop of brown curly hair. You guys, other kids would call me Richard Simmons. At recess, I would usually be playing by myself. I was also painfully shy. I played on this competitive soccer team and I literally never spoke. And when I say never, I mean, I just never talked. I was too shy. And all these other girls were just so intimidating to me. Um, Like for starters, they all had long hair with ribbons. And I don't know. I mean, they just like pulled together. Meanwhile, I'm Richard Simmons. Um, They all had the newest soccer clothes that matched. And I was wearing my brother's hand-me-downs. They all hung out on weekends and they shaved their legs. Meanwhile, my legs were hella hairy and my best friend was my cat. Anyway. I remember one practice where the coach had us all sitting down and we had to go around and each say something. I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember being horrified. I I wanted to throw up because in my mind, whatever I was about to say was destined to be embarrassing. And the way I thought back then was it was better to be a silent wallflower than to be embarrassed, which if you think about it, that's, it's pretty sad, Right. Anyway, when the coach came to me and it was my turn to talk, I did. And immediately it happened. (laughs) Melissa Griffin, who was the Regina George on the team, shrieked and she was like, oh my gosh, Marion the Mute actually said something. And yes, Marion the Mute was my super fun nickname. Anyway, I held back tears until I got home that evening and my mom heard me crying in my room and she came in. And she asked me what the heck was wrong. And so I told her. And I don't remember a lot about my mom um, as she died when I was young, but I do remember that she had a unique way of seeing the world and she was sarcastic. So she looked at me after I told her what happened 
And she began to lift my arms up and then examine my legs. And then she asked me in a super concerned voice, well, are, are you going to live? And I, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or to tell her she was being mean, but I laughed because yes, I was going to live. And it was a powerful point she made to me in that moment. I mean, she could have coddled me and told me how sorry she was, but instead she was teaching me that words and moments in time don't need to create scars. That words and moments can carry power, but only to the extent that I assign the power and meaning. It doesn't mean that being called Richard Simmons and Mary and the Mute wouldn't hurt. It did. But I learned at a young age that other people's words and thoughts are just that. Other people's words and thoughts. And what Melissa and the other girls said or thought about me doesn't change who I am. I, I liked me. I liked reading books with my cat. <laughs> I liked how I viewed the world. And I liked knowing that I was a much better soccer player than Melissa. And my mom was teaching me to be a duck, to allow the words, opinions, and judgments of others to beat off of me like pouring a cup of water on a duck's back. And no matter what's happening above the service, to keep my feet paddling under the water, working toward my vision, my goals. So fast forward a little bit, and yes, I eventually grew a voice, and I eventually grew more of a backbone. And today... I don't think too often about being embarrassed because I honestly just don't put a lot of energy in that bucket. So let's talk about buckets for a hot second. There's this fantastic children's book called Have You Filled a Bucket Today by Carol McLeod. And it's all about how each of us carry an invisible bucket with us and that your kind words and actions will help fill someone else's bucket, but your mean snarky words can actually empty someone's bucket. So you can either be a bucket filler or what she calls a bucket dipper. And I used to read this book to all the kindergarten students I worked with uh, as a school psychologist, and it would be the cutest thing when one of them got mad and they'd say, Brandon's being a bucket dipper. And so as a grown ass adult, sometimes I look at other adults in real life or on social media and I think, well, bless her heart. She's just a little bucket dipper. But I also think the idea of buckets is helpful in terms of your energy, because energy and time are your two most important currencies in life. Each day, you only have so much energy to give. The problem arises when we find ourselves spending energy on things that don't really matter, and they aren't really aligned with your goals, values, and life vision. So each evening, when I sit down and plan out the next day, which by the way, I highly recommend doing the night before, I ask myself, which buckets will I be putting my energy into tomorrow? I have the mom bucket, the self-care bucket, the business bucket. You get the idea. I only have buckets for the important things. I intentionally don't have a bucket called OPP, other people's opinions, because that is a super lame bucket and it's not worth your time. So Don't you dare allow bucket dippers to come along and try to take your energy from all your other buckets that are important to you because bucket dippers have a big spoon sometimes. And so just put little lids on your buckets and move through your day with your chin up and your shoulders back and smile on your face because again, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Okay, now I get to the first of two embarrassing business mistakes I've made. And 
you know what? Now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't, I don't know that I would call this first one a mistake. It was just an embarrassing situation during the earlier stages of my style blog days. So have you ever seen a photographer taking photos of a girl and you're like, oh, she's definitely a style blogger. Yeah. So that would not have been me. You see, I took all of my own photos and you guys, I used a tripod and a timer to take my photos. And you'd think that I would have one of those remote controls where you you can push a button and it would take a photo, but I didn't. (laughs) I would go to the camera, push the 10 second countdown button and hurry back in front of the camera and do the countdown in my head and pose. I'm laughing as I talk about it because it's just hilarious. But this was the only way I could figure out how to take my photos. I didn't have the supportive spouse or the money to hire a photographer, so I did what I needed to do. And you know what? I look back and it's just a great reminder to never let limitations stop you because with a little determination, you can make anything work. Anyway, so I typically would take my photos against this side of a building in downtown Denver near where I lived. And I would do it super early on a Sunday morning, which would limit the number of people who potentially could be walking by. Anyway, one Sunday morning, I headed out to my normal spot, but there were a bunch of cars parked against my wall. Apparently there was some event nearby and it was obvious that I was going to need to find someplace else. And I think that day I was shooting a collaboration with Zappos, so I needed to get the photos taken and they needed to be quality. Well, as as quality as they could be with my camera timer situation. So I drove around my downtown Denver neighborhood that Sunday morning, and there were just not any options I was seeing. And I started to panic until I came across the Denver Art Museum and noticed that it looked somewhat deserted. And I thought, okay. I can work with this. So I got out my equipment and I walked over to this outside sculpture and I set up my tripod and I was adjusting the settings and positioning for the best light when I noticed that all of a sudden it seemed like everyone in Denver was descending on the art museum. And I kid you not, it was like someone flipped a switch and boom, people everywhere. Now, Remember how ridiculous it would look for me to be setting a timer and then running back and forth from my camera? Well, I stood there wondering if I should just go home or or what I should do. Well, it wasn't an option not to fulfill my contract with Zappos, and I had already done all the prep work this morning, like I, I did my hair, right? So I took a deep breath and just decided, let's just do the dang thing and get it over with. And you guys, I started my little back and forth camera dance and wouldn't you know it, people started to stop and watch me like crowding around like I was putting on some sort of street show. I should have had a tip jar out there. I was, I was so embarrassed. And then this guy comes over to me and says, Hey, do you want me to be your photographer? Because that looks like a lot of work the way you're doing it. (laughs) My embarrassment levels went up a solid notch in that moment. And at first I wanted to say, no, thanks, because I often have difficulty accepting help from anyone. But at this point, I think I had hit the effort level. And so I said, sure, that would be great. So this stranger dude proceeded to take my photos and even direct me behind the camera. And 
After I got home and mentally recovered from the morning, I pulled up the images and I just remember smiling because the photos he took ended up looking pretty great. And I thought to myself, hey, I'm alive. All those strangers' eyes watching me, judging me, <laughs> didn't, didn't hurt me. I made it. And in many ways, that experience allowed me to be way less self-conscious in the years that followed when taking photos in public. Now, this second embarrassing moment was definitely a mistake. <laughs> it was during the early days of people using Facebook and Instagram for their brands. And back then, I don't know if you remember, but people would just post some pretty random stuff. The idea of this curated Instagram feed was in its infancy. Anyway, I was, I was taking a bubble bath one morning, and I don't even know what I was thinking, but I apparently thought, hey, I should capture this peaceful moment for the gram. So I took a photo of all the bubbles against the faucet. Um, I'm guessing that I was pretty proud of myself thinking how artistic I was. So I published this photo on Instagram with possibly some sort of obscure caption, kind of like what Emily in Paris does, something like Sunday bubbles. Anyway, I proceeded to get dressed and then head to the grocery store, and I'll never forget it. I park in the grocery store parking lot, and I quickly check my phone just to see how my super artistic photo was doing on Instagram, and oh my gosh. So this is back before Instagram had DMs, so no one could just send you a private message, but someone had commented on my photo, um, Marion you might want to check the reflection in the faucet on this photo. And I immediately felt a wave of fear crash over my entire body. And I look at the photo with a critical eye for the first time and see exactly what she's referring to. My naked body is perfectly reflected in the faucet. Like my boobs look huge. And now I'm, I'm like wondering how the heck did I even miss this? So I quickly delete the photo but there had been some damage done. I mean, I'm pretty sure that several of my male coworkers saw it and a few of my girlfriends would send me nudie photos for the next several weeks. My friends are very thoughtful. But I look back on this mistake and it, it taught me two things. Number one, I never take photos while naked anymore. Number two, I always check photos carefully before hitting publish now. And I guess it's actually three things. I'm still alive. Like no one dies from embarrassment. And I can laugh about it as I'm telling you the story because it's kind of hilarious. Like I could have looked at all the nudie texts that my girlfriend sent me in those following weeks and gotten mad about it. Or I could have laughed because it happened and it's funny. And people are so quick to share the highlight reel, especially on social media these days. It's easy for those who are just starting out to think you have to be perfect in order to be successful. And that's just not true. It's also dangerous to allow yourself to think that way. I want you to know as you're listening right now that in your efforts to create content and create value, you're going to experience some uncomfortable feelings, even embarrassment. It's vital that we don't take ourselves too seriously. We need to lighten the F up. I mean, this podcast is a great example. I know I stumble on my words a little now and then, but that's, that's just me. And I choose not to edit that out because that's, that just isn't that this type of podcast. So 
The lesson I hope you take away from this episode is this. Learn to laugh at yourself a little. Be a duck. While you're busy paddling those legs below the surface, let the opinions and judgments of other people beat off your back. Choose your buckets wisely. And don't you dare create a bucket for other people's opinions. Energy doesn't belong in that bucket. Lastly, it's very attractive when someone takes what they do seriously, but also has perspective and has fun along the way. So smile more. Thank you so much for listening. Also, thanks to all of you who have taken the time to leave a five-star review or just tap that little five-star button. Every time I see a new one, just know that you've totally made my day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you.